Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Start and end your day with the good news. The good news with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin and friends with the good news. Oh, goodness gracious, we've got so many of the good news gals here. So we've got Beatrice, we have Jennifer, we have Cindy, we have Monique, and we have Michelle. We're all businesswomen and speakers and uh, authors, and we uh, are here to hopefully inspire you and brighten your day. And I've got a good news story involving a father and daughter, ladies, and I want to share this because I had a little incident in my kid's school. And so Michelle knows because I called Michelle right away and I'm like, what do I do? How do I handle this? And so I don't know where to start. Let's start with the good news because I don't know that my son's story is good news. But I do want to say it was so funny when you said you go in there and you go mama bear on them. And then I remembered right you at the, at the end of the conversation. <laughs> I love mama bear. Like, oh, remember what Michelle told you to do. And so I did it at the very end. So I'll have to tell you guys what I said when I, I was in the principal's office with the dean and everything. It was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they thought it was very funny. But I, I thought they it was. They won't think it's very yeah. funny if they keep on acting. Right. Right. If they, right. I know. All right. So let's start with the good news, shall we? Uh, ladies, let's start with uh, a father, daughter. I just love it when they sing. There was recently an event in my kids' elementary school, and the dad got up, and he did all these. uh, It was a duet. He was horrible, but I loved it (laughs) because the fact that he would, uh, his daughter was dressed like a princess, and they were doing all these Disney, like, princess, prince-type songs together, and he was tone deaf. But the fact that he would dress and wear the goofy wigs and, you know, the cape and, you know, do all that with his daughter when he's a horrible singer was so touching to me. It was just so stinking sweet. (laughs) It was a talent show. And they were, uh, well, they weren't bad. She was fine. He was horrible. But, boy, it was (laughs) so sweet that he would do that. Uh, And in this case, I just love it when dads kind of soften up with their daughters and, you know, do these neat things. Take a listen. Listen to this folk musician dad and his daughter. Lean on me when you're not strong. I'll be your friend. I'll help you carry on. Alice during Cleo Mook's moving version of Lean on Me is warming hearts. Somebody truly I like to sing with my dad because I like to sing make music and stuff. But it also has a purpose, to warm those who don't have homes. They want to raise awareness of homelessness. It's like a very emotional song, so it's kind of good for homeless people because it's like saying you can help them. It kind of says how like you can like trust us. Cleo's twin sister Elsa also got in on the act drawing a picture of a homeless teen for their video. Dad says it's a small step. To try to help solve an obviously huge systemic problem, but uh, there's never been a more important time uh, in our country to get out and show some support for our fellow Americans. 
so happy wow. you know we had a discussion the other day ladies about uh how god has showed uh, up in our lives and i want to further you know uh discuss all of that in more uh length at some point in the next few weeks because we get together several times a week uh and uh i wanted to share just a, a story it's a so part of my testimony was that i didn't have the greatest childhood and i know several of us here at the table can relate to that uh, not all of us, uh, Michelle. I know you had a great one because it I know you're perfect. I know you're. My mother is the best mother in the whole no. wide world. <laughs> no, she is pretty great, though. She, if she listens, hi, Granny. I know she's gonna be checking this out. <laughs> You're the best mom. Hi, Granny. <laughs> uh, but and Michelle always does say that, by the way, that she had a great childhood. Um, but with that said, um, I think I overextend myself for my kids because mine wasn't great, and I would love to have their childhood. So when my son something happened at school, so first of all, he's on the honor roll. He won some big STEM competition for his entire school district. He uh, is involved in sports. He doesn't use bad language. Uh, he's a really good kid. Now, he's not perfect. I get that. So if he gets in like legit trouble, which he never has at school, like I'm not one of these moms that if there's been a dispute with another kid and I know the mom, I'll say, look, you know, I'm, we're 50-50 on this. Like I'm not going to say my kid doesn't do anything wrong. And uh, I, I hate those. My little Johnny wouldn't do that. Yes, he would. Yes. Uh, so uh, I got the dean called me. I was volunteering at the middle school, and I was like maybe 20, 25 feet from her office. And she left a message that said that my son had uh, finally confessed to something, and he'd signed all the documents, and it was going in his file. I'm like, <gasps> what? So I walk around, and I, uh, you know, right around the wall uh, from where I was volunteering, and said, uh, "Hey, uh, you know, uh, could I talk to you about this?" She wasn't there. Ran into her in the hallway, and she was. Well, I've already done my investigation. It's in his file and everything's signed that's done. I'm like, uh, no one ever told me about this. So here's what allegedly happened. That my son was at his locker and uh, two boys have a locker right next to his. And so his buddy walked up and said, do you, hey, do you know that uh, Bobby's gay? And my son said, he is, question mark. And he said, nah, just kidding. So then uh, Jim, who was the subject of the comment, uh wasn't there according to my son but somehow it got transmitted then to Vanine's office that this conversation was had so my son said well I didn't call him that because I don't you know that I don't make comments about people uh, and I've never used that word like in a conversation like you know making fun of someone or anything like that and so uh, then they do an investigation and the kid that started the conversation said yeah Riley did it too so um, so then uh, guess what goes in his file for the school district that'll be there all through a school, all through a school. Uh, it's a sexual harassment form that gets to what? go on my kids. <gasps> sexual harassment. Yeah. Yeah. It's a form that goes in there. And since he already confessed, I mean, what do you mean he confessed? Yeah. So my son's like, I didn't confess, mom. I cried and nodded my head. And then she said, sign these three forms. So <clears throat> I told my husband, we have to go in there because she said she did an investigation. So she in, uh, interviewed the kid that said it, my son, and then the other kid, which he... One statement says he was there. One statement says he wasn't there. So I, I can't quite figure this out. So anyway, they move uh, Bobby, the one that said it, they move his locker. He's long gone. He's nowhere near the boys yet. But my son's still right next to him. They're friends. 
So they're still friends and they still have a locker. And my husband, my, my son apparently said, if you know, your feelings were hurt with a conversation we had, you know, I'm sorry. So she said, well, he apologized. I said, it does not surprise me. We're forgivers yeah. and we're also apologizers. If somehow this boy was hurt by a conversation my, and my, my son felt that that boy blamed him in some way, my son would apologize. He's not saying he said it. So, okay, I call Michelle. I'm like, Michelle, I don't want this thing in my kid's file. So um, she tells me, go mama bear on them. That's not fair, and it's not a slur that a lot of kids are open about their uh, sexuality in the school and that that's not what the whole memo was about that came out recently, and the memo was about racial hate. We got a memo from the middle school saying that they didn't want the kids using the N-word. Hello? We did, we've never even used that word in our home. So my kid's caught up in this net of language that they're trying to stop, and my kid's never even uttered that word. I don't even think my kid knew what that word meant or was, either of them, until maybe a year ago. Maybe, maybe. And my girls still don't quite get it. You know what I mean? So with that said, I go into the office. My husband comes as well. We're sitting in the dean's office. I get my husband in his suit and his tie. I'm in there. You know, like, look, we're, we, we are here to present our son. And I told my son, I'm like, mom's going to fight for you. So I go in there. They tell me there's no option. So at the end of the conversation, we even bring my son in, the principal in. My son says, I've never uttered that word till I just said it to you, ma'am. That's the only time I, 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 don't use, I don't use that word. So with that said, especially to make fun of somebody, with that said, at the very end, I remember what Michelle said to me. And Michelle said, you go mama bear on them if they will not, you know, back down. I said, are you telling me there's no option that this is in my son's file, that he sexually harassed another child that he's still friends with, that they have lockers right next to each other, but you've moved the other child. And, um, and this is in my son's uh, record through high school. Like every year this is in there. And, you know, I'm sorry. You guys may think I'm full of it. No. But when, no. when my kid maybe wants to get, let's say he wants to work for the White House mm -hmm. and get, like, a clearance, mm -hmm. I'm telling you, these people dig through every shred That's of right. your life. We, every we, shred, every little inkling of your, even scholarships. Mm -hmm. Yes. you're going for an athletic scholarship yes. and they see sexual harassment in your yes. file. That's right. That is not what he did. He said it, he is, question mark. So, anyway, they said, no, it's in there. It and is. it cannot be removed once it's in there. I said, you had him sign without our consent. So make a long story short, at the end, I did what Michelle said. I said, if you're telling me there are no other options, then I'm going to lawyer up. Yep. That's, it, lawyer. That's what she said to Good say. Good job, oh, Michelle. I'm, I'm going to lawyer up because I don't believe what you did is legal. Mm -hmm. So the principal said she'd check with legal, blah, blah, blah. And they call me and they say, we can change the language on the form to say, inappropriate language instead of sexual harassment. And he's still doing detention. Monday and Tuesday and missing his practice. Again, honor roll student has never been in trouble. Don't. Like, I feel like they caught him in a net that they're like, well, we're going to get all the kids now that use words they're not supposed to. And if you walk through those hallways, there is foul language like crazy, isn't there, Michelle? Yes, there is. Um, wow. And we're not saying what school it is. <laughs> right. Foul language does take place over there. I'm annoyed by it because, first of all, to me, the word gay is it's not a slur. I have a lot of gay friends and lesbian friends. If I say, you know, oh, we, they say, you know, we went to this lesbian bar, we, you know, a we gay bar, gay bar, whatever. That's not a slur. Or not someone a, you said to me, if someone says, is Michelle black? That's right. not a is slur. Is that a slur? That's not. Yeah. That's just asked. It was just a discussion. The boy wasn't there. They weren't taunting anybody or making fun of them as they were doing with that other ch child. So that's a whole other level of conversation, whether he said it and whether or not it was offensive in the first place and how the first boy said it. Right. But the fact that they're having kids sign forms 
And that if you walk through that hallway of that school, the behavior that goes down, and, and she even said multiple times, they, even, they let him go up early from detention, by the way, because mm-hmm. he was the one that was being quiet. I'm like, really, he's that good that he gets released early from <laughs> detention? He's that good? And he goes, yeah, Mom, because I did my homework, and the other kids were throwing spitballs and talking, right. and she said, you're so it good, you can leave early. That, that, oh, I'm sorry. No, that school is, they, <laughs> Don't say they which need one. to make some changes. Because I, my sister called me yesterday all upset now her a little boy went home and told his mother that my niece was bullying him and his mother went to the school and they asked well how long has this been going on since last year last school term she wasn't even here she wasn't even here (laughs) Mm. and then there was an ulterior motive behind all of this right they were trying to get her in trouble to, I said all that to say this. They were so bent on punishing her, punishing my niece for bullying a kid last year when she wasn't a kid in the school. Last year when she lived in Florida. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. That they, the dean calls my sister yesterday and was like, um, I'm going to suspend your daughter because she was disruptive in class. Who suspends a kid for being disruptive in class? These days. And my niece was bawling. She was like, I did not do anything. Well, and here's my question to you then, too. Then is there like some kind of a vendetta against the family that stands up? You know what I mean? Like now I feel uncomfortable that like we really stood up to them. And it is. It is. I told my sister, take her out of that school. Yes. Because when my older two daughters were going to that school, they had friends who once they locked them in, mm-hmm. they were like a bullseye. Mm-hmm. They repeatedly just attacked them, attacked them, attacked them. Mm-hmm. And I told my sister, remove her from that school. And when my sister went to check my niece out early, the um, security guard, he didn't know she was on the phone with me. And she was like, I'm here to check my daughter out, gave her a name. And he just attacked my sister, like, verbally. Like, and I could hear, and my sister was like, sir, please don't talk to me like that. And I was like, who is that? And she told me who it was. And I had problems with the guy when I was, when my daughter was there. And I had to send Andre at the school. And when he saw Andre, he was like, oh, please, I would never, ever say anything like that. And I'm like, Andre, he did. But just Andre's presence, the guy was like, oh, please. Isn't that funny how when we bring our husbands in, and that's another thing that ticks me off. Because I told Michelle, I said, I'm making Mark go. Because Mark's like, I don't have time for this. I said, we have to fight for him. And it's funny, too, because on the way home, Mark's like, you should have seen Mommy fight to you for you. Mommy was fighting for you. Mommy was a pit bull. And I was Aww. mad. When we walked outside, I was in that parking lot. And I was way angrier than my husband was. And I was just like, I'm telling you, and I'm this and that. I go, I don't care if it's expensive. I'm getting an attorney that's wrong. You know, so with it said, isn't it interesting, though, as women, we bring our husbands, you know, um, the father of Michelle's mm-hmm. husband's like seven, what, one? Seven, one. My mm-hmm. husband's six, six, and Andre is like a semi-truck coming in to talk <laughs> to them. So isn't that funny how they come and we, it's a different spin on the meeting. Yeah. It's yeah, kind of so like my husband coming to a meeting. Oh, because he's my height. <laughs> He's hey, one thirty-seven hey, hey, after a shower hey, when he's soaking hey, wet. Hey, hey, hey. In our house, no. a- Andy is the body, and you know people see him and they're like, "Oh, but I'm the mouthpiece." Yes. Yeah. See, I felt like <laughs> mouth. I felt like I was tougher I'm too, you mouth. guys, in the meeting. That's, that's how I. Am. But I think that's okay. most families because mm-hmm. I know. I mean, my husband has a lot of clout in a lot of ways, but it's kind of 
the woman runs the show. Isn't that interesting? Mm-hmm. It's just the dynamics of a family. I, I will yeah, tell I, you I, guys. I, I bring schedule. Beatrice well, yeah. to my meeting. Oh, I, and I'm Beatrice. thinking right now that um, you know maybe Auntie Drill Sergeant needs to go over to that school. Maybe you yes. do. Okay. You guys, I'm, I'm serious about you, that. I was upset about because that this. just doesn't make sense. Be. He's a really good boy. Yeah, he's I a really he good. Is. You should. He was terrified to be in trouble. Sobbing. He's sobbing in the chair because he's never been in trouble. That's not Riley. Riley doesn't do stuff like that. And for them to just pinpoint him like that, you know, that's just wrong. And so if you need. Auntie Drill starting to go over there. Just let me know, girl. I feel girl. like I'm they threw a net that. out to Angie. get kids, and he uh-uh. caught. They caught like a. You know when you're trying to get tuna and you get the yeah. dolphin. Yeah. I mm-hmm. feel like my kid was the dolphin caught in the net, and he really yeah. is a good kid. I feel like they just snap. Well, we did our investigation. Let's just clear this They're up and an put example. sexual harassment in his file. An example. And you case closed. You want closed. you want that taken out of his oh, records yeah. because. Our son, same great kid, never had any issues, and the, his senior year of high school, he had gone airsofting the weekend before, he's military, and he forgot to take his airsoft gun out of the oh, back of his car. car. Okay. So we get a call from the police um, and saying that they have our son and they're thinking about arresting him, but um, back in sixth grade, um, he had an incident where he was caught um, on top of the lockers. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And so they had put something in his file we never knew. Sixth grade. Yes. I'm like, I think you have the wrong kid. We never got a call. So for for school systems to be able, and we, we live in totally different parts of, of Colorado, and it, yeah. it's happening everywhere. Everyone. They should I wrote not. To the superintendent good. too immediately. Good. good, because they should not be able to be putting anything in our kids' files without notifying us. Correct. Right. And by the way, they also. Um, I, I called. They go. Here's the number to legal, and because uh, we have like apparently we can dispute this. Uh, even though I was told there were no options, I did get a form today that said we could dispute it, um, and legal hasn't called me back. And I called them, you know, yesterday. I don't know. It's just, it's just annoying. It's a sad state of affairs when you have somebody in a position of power mm-hmm. that affects your children's yeah. lives or any of our lives that will carry on for the rest of your life. And these are young kids. Yes. That's a big With, label to put on a kid, well, sexual it's, harassment. You doesn't even know what it means. And it's your life forward. And right. there are a lot yeah. of organizations that look at you all the way along. Mm-hmm. And even if you get a, a say you're in a job position, or even if you're going into a political position, your background will be scrutinized and looked at. Mm-hmm. And she goes, this isn't a big deal. I said, it's a yes, big it deal is. to us. It That's is. what she yeah. said to me. It's not well, a big deal. When Andre got drafted, they talked to the NFL first grade teacher. Yep. What? Yes. Wow. And and yes, she was still alive. She just passed away. God <laughs> rest her soul. A few years ago, and she, they they talked to her, Lord. his first grade teacher, and luck like she he she had framed framed his first, um you know when you copy off the board with the big line in the big line brown paper. With yes, yes. Line. I totally remember she that. She framed that and gave it to him before oh, wow. he got drafted because she told him she knew he was going to be something great. Oh, but I just said I all that to chills. say they go back so far oh. for everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are a lot of things where they want to know. And I, I do think a- athletes, you know, like he's a really good athlete. Like if he ever, you know, is up for a scholarship, they want yeah. to know if these are good kids. These no, d- athletic he's... departments don't want trouble. They don't want problems. And I so I brought Michelle and I know that there are kids in the school who were bullied. And she had and I had had this discussion. And so I said, well, what about this, this and this? I said, what about, you know, my friend says this, this and this happens. And so, um, oh, you know, we'll get right on that. You know, right. some kids are picked on every day, and nobody right. says a word about it. Every oh. single day. Um, and those kids get to go back to class and keep going as nothing yeah, you know, exactly. happened. Yeah. Exactly. And my thing is, you know, police need to have an adult present. They couldn't right. just, like, interview a child no. and have him sign something. No. So right, the school right. thinks they can do that? Oh, no. I don't think she so. said, oh, you don't want him to sign things when you're not here? We'll put a note in your file that you no longer want him to sign things if you haven't been notified. I'm like, oh. No, he can sign his name on his homework, and that's about it. No confession. he's not, kids are not supposed to. Under the age of 18, they're not supposed to. I agree. All right, if you want to talk to any any of the ladies, we've got real estate, we've got beauty, we've got health, we've got speakers, we've got hair extensions. Uh, All of the ladies on the Good News crew, you can find me, AngieAustinRadio.com, AngieAustinRadio, and shoot me an email there. All right, we'll be right back. The Good News of Jesus for you in high-definition radio and streaming at 670KLTT.com. This is KLTT Commerce City, Denver. Come to any of the YMCA of the Rockies locations to fill your days and nights with our exciting and educational programs and activities. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we put Christian principles into practice with our fun and informative programs. And our facilities are located in stunning environments that help build healthy minds, bodies, and spirits for all. At the YMCA of the Rockies, we love to provide real bonding experiences for families of all sizes. We also provide conferences of a religious, educational, or recreational nature. And we specialize in offering traditional summer camping experiences for boys and girls. At the YMCA of the Rockies, every season brings affordable fun and excitement for the entire family. YMCA of the Rockies has locations near Winter Park, Rocky Mountain National Park, and Grand Lake. Go to ymcaoftherockies.org. Whether you are looking for adventure, a better way to connect with your family, or just a relaxing stroll, we can set you on your way. That's ymcaoftherockies.org. Hi, it's Angie. Thanks so much for listening to the good news. If you like the good news program and you'd like to support us, we need to partner up with businesses to keep this show going. I'd really like to keep it on the air and I need advertisers in order to do that. And I'd love to partner with you and help you build your business or your website. Maybe you're a nonprofit and you'd like to do an interview and you'd like to donate to us so that we can help you get donations as well. AngieAustinRadio.com AngieAustinRadio.com Just click on Contact Me. I would love to partner up with you. I think this is a great program. We've been on the air for about seven years now, and I think a lot of people have gotten a ray of sunshine and some faith and even a little fun from this program. So if you'd like to support us, please go to AngieAustinRadio.com. We would like to help you build your business or nonprofit as well. AngieAustinRadio.com and click on contact. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to help you build your business. Angie Austin here with the Good News Gals. So you've all been uh, looking at the I Am Second website, which I think is so cool. It's not my website. It's uh, a website that shares testimonies. Jen, you like it? Love it. 
Very Love inspirational. It. Cindy, listen to three last night. Listen to three or four. And just testimonies. Pow- exactly. And just powerful uh, women, men sharing their hearts, sharing their life story, and sharing. Brutally how- honest. Brutally yes. honest and real. And how God has become first in their lives and they have become second. And that's why, yeah, they're second. And Monique, you listened to one that we had on the show that we shared, which was Miss Kay from Duck Dynasty. Was she not amazing? She was so amazing. I I love that. And I I just, it just resonated with me. I let my husband listen to it and just him going through his transition. I remember when my husband played for the Cleveland Browns and he was going through some politics with the team and he called me on his way home and it was the middle of the season and he was like, we're leaving. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wait, where are we going? He's like, we're going to Miami Beach. And I'm like, what he's like we're going on vacation i can't take this so when he I, when he i was talking to him but i had walked in the driveway so when he pulled in i could embrace him and pray with him hmm. and mind you both of us grew up in the church all our lives and and prayer and and god is something that we always put at the forefront of our lives and when he pulled up and he I was like let's pray and he was like I don't want to pray and I stood back from him and like what is wrong with you and I was like God is gonna strike you down right now the the encouraging wife there she was in the driveway ready with her words of encouragement until he said I don't want to pray and so it it just resonated with me because there were times where you know especially after that bad concussion where he missed you know the rest of the season and Cleveland I could just see a change in in him Mm. mentally and there were times where he didn't want to go to church and I still took the girls and I went to church anyway and good for you and you know he 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 got it together and came around and in Miss Kay's situation that you related to her husband pulled away literally left her at one point and then now here they are all these years later he's such a strong Christian and so check that uh, out. We're going to share actually another well-known person's testimony and not all the testimonies are famous people quote unquote on Mm -hmm. the website but part of what the good news does we want to share good news stories from the world and the news business but we also want to share the good news of Christ and the Bible and this is Kathy Lee Gifford who's been very outspoken about her faith recently we lost Billy Graham and uh, she credited him with uh, being her best friend and she also you know brought her marriage with Frank Gifford back onto the train tracks after he was caught publicly cheating and a lot of people in the world were like well she's got to leave him he cheated so she has to leave him and they got their marriage back together Mm -hmm. and they got back on track she forgave him and they received counseling uh, heavy Christian counseling and to me that was an example of a wife who really used her faith to uh, you know forgive and so here is uh, Kathy Lee Gifford and we'll probably stop in the middle and discuss uh, her testimony All I ever wanted to be my entire life was to be an actress and a singer. I remember as a little child, my earliest memories of, I I think I came out of the womb with a pratfall. I wrote a letter to Walt Disney when I was like six years old. And I said, I know you love Annette Funicello, and I know you love Haley Mills, but you really need to meet me. <laughs> I was a very audacious little girl, and I said, I'm known for my expressions. I was already me then. I was already me. I just had a, um, 
a lifetime ahead to discover how to express it. I was born in Paris, France, but I grew up in Maryland. My dad had three different jobs. My mom sold eggs door to door, so it's not as if I grew up with privilege, but I was privileged to have parents like I had. I hated it when my mother called me in to do homework, or my father came to find me because I was, I was putting on shows. Years later, as a 12-year-old girl, I walked into a movie theater to see a movie called The Restless Ones. It was the first movie that the uh, Billy Graham organization had put out. And I remember when the movie was over, there was a sort of an altar call. Would anybody like to come forward and give their life to Jesus? And I couldn't get up fast enough. My brother says, whoa, 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 you're not going to. I said, well, then you better take me. You better go with me because I'm going down there. I'm going down that aisle. It was the greatest decision I ever made in my entire life. I've been working in the entertainment field since I was 10 years old. To be a young woman in that business is brutal because of the rejection, and it's nonstop, and it's boom, boom, boom. I got ripped one time on an audition for Charlie's Angels, and I'm sitting there, and the casting agent goes, well, let me just tell you right now why you're not right for Charlie's Angels. I go, okay. And she goes, we're looking for a pretty girl. And then she said, and a, a this, and a that. And it was like getting beat. You know, just hit him to the left, hit him to the right. As I was walking out the door, I leaned back in and I went, when you're casting a cartoon, let me know. And I left laughing. That God made me that way. Spotlights are tough because some people die under them. I came to life under them. I, I remember I went to a, a school once that I was very, very unhappy in because I felt like I was trying to be cookie cutter. They were trying to make all of us look alike, sound alike, think alike. And I said, that's the exact opposite of what God wants us to do. God wants us to s sing our own song, write our own story, put on our own show. That's the joy of living. I, don't, I may admire another person, but I don't want to be that person and miss out on being me. That's the adventure of a lifetime. I've been in the desert as many times as I Okay. If you're just listening right now, you're just joining us, that's Kathy Lee Gifford. We're sharing her testimony on that fantastic website, I Am Second, is where you'll find these amazing testimonies. I just wanted to stop it there because a couple of things stood out to me. Just the rejection in Hollywood and having lived there and worked, working for NBC and I worked for Extra and Burbank and I lived at the beach and drove the you know convertible Porsche, lived in the oceanfront penthouse, but I'd come there from low-income housing. So I'd come there from you know nothing, basically, and that whole being in the spotlight, she says some people die under the spotlight. And when she said that she went to a place, a school, where people wanted her to be a cookie cutter, and God wants us to sing our own song, that's the joy of living. And I think back to when I was a news anchor, one of the problems I had when I did news and weather for big networks is they wanted me to be a cookie cutter person. And one time they said, don't try to be funny or make jokes, just give the weather and then toss back to the anchors. I said, well, what if they ask me a question or say something? Just tell them you'll get to them later. Just toss back. And I thought, you know, if you want somebody that has no personality, then you hired the wrong person, that I've always really been myself. And I'll never forget one of the anchor women I worked with uh, saying to me, well, my agent told me to be vanilla. 
that most people like vanilla, if you ice cream, and that you know some people their favorite's chocolate, some it's pistachio, some it's butter pecan, but everybody is okay with vanilla. And I thought to myself, that's the last thing I ever want to be on earth is vanilla, because the only thing that allows me to breathe is to be myself. I have to be real. I have to be transparent. Mm-hmm. I have to make you laugh or whatever it is I want to say. I'm going to say it. That I can't be filtered. And why be a fake person on TV? At least I knew if I was really myself on TV and on the radio then later, my second career, that if you didn't like me, you truly just didn't like me. I didn't want to be rejected for being a fake person. I actually wanted to be authentic. And that's what I'm hearing from Kathy Lee Gifford, who, by the way, I think Jesus is the to be credited with. Like, Think about it. Her career was over after Regis and Kathy Lee, and she's back bigger than ever oh, on yeah. you know, NBC, like reinvented. She and Hoda have a very successful show. Yes. I very much admire her for how she stood her ground, especially in the face of when her husband publicly cheated on her and she stayed with him and made it work. And she was back on TV within a day or so of him being unfaithful, and it was caught on tape and went viral at a time before things were going viral. What well, Angie, the... I just, this really resonated with me as well. It's like God made made me that way. She said, you know, I was already me. We are already all of us. And I think we're so beaten down by society. And I think it's amplified when you're in public spotlight and, and this, kids at school already oh. telling, be the same, be the same. Yes. Somebody told my daughter she was different. She says, is that bad? Yeah. I said, no. It's great. Stay who you are. I, I had a lady that I worked with in my business, and she was like, you're so weak. You're so emotional. You're so, you know, and I, for and it, it hurt me, and, and it took me aback, and I it took me a while. And now I embrace my emotionality. I mean, that's who God made me. I can't, like, not cry at things. It's not a fake cry. Just like you said, we have to be our authentic selves. Right. And if you're not a crier, that's okay, too. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that. yeah, I it just, this really, uh, love Kathy Lee. Mm. Me, too. Love, love what she had to say. I think in all of our businesses, in society, in role model structure, um, we are put in a box, mm-hmm. and the box is is makes it easier and acceptable. Yep. Um, and we I, see people that way. You're in a box. You do that when I, that when I wanted to you, anchor. They're like, "Well, you do weather." I'm like, "Don't go uh, too far I can read. out of the box, yeah. or you know, it it's a flag." But um, I think God's called us all to be. Um, his children, but in the special way that he made us. And we all have our unique qualities that are out of the box, if you really look at it. And stop and, trying to be cookie cutter people. That's right. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. and in, in a way, it probably takes a lot of us, I'll speak for myself, a while to feel comfortable to grow into who God's made us to be. Yes. Yeah. Um, but real peace and real beauty and real life lies in be and who God called you to be, whatever that looks like. Amen. Amen. And that's always out of the box. Yes. And if we are to emulate Jesus and God, just what you said, you you can't box God in. Every time you think you have (laughs) him figured out. There's no fences there. Yeah. Every time you think you have God figured (laughs) out, he's like, nope, that's (laughs) higher. So that's how we are supposed to live our lives. Like I have people tell me, I can never figure you out. I'm like, it's not for you to figure me out. <laughs> I you love probably that. never will Amen. because 
we are to continually grow. Yeah. So, Nor do we know ourselves yeah. because each day is a journey of just looking up. We're going to go back and, to Kathy uh, Lee's uh, testimony and then we'll discuss it again. So she was talking about, uh, you know, she didn't want to be a cookie cutter person. God wants us to sing our song. That's the joy of living. I've been on a mountaintop, but I've learned my deepest lessons from the deserts for sure. I was married for a short time uh, when I was quite young. It was a huge mistake. Tremendously unhappy time in my life. And and I thought I'd never, ever find joy in, in a marriage. I came to New York. While I was in New York, I met a man named Frank Gifford. After a four-year friendship, we fell in love. And from that 29-year-old marriage, I got the two greatest gifts I've ever known in my whole life, my son Cody and my daughter Cassidy. God took something horrible in my life and wove it into something beyond belief beautiful. Other times I was accused of, of, of ugly things that were not true, that I ran sweatshops for God's sake. All I've ever done in my entire life has been an advocate for children. It was a very dark, dark, dark period for me. But you know what happened from that? God put me to work. So what God did was he said, okay, Kathy, it's unjust what you've been accused of, but why don't you get your eyes off you for a minute and look at the unjust conditions around the world. Maybe you didn't cause it, but people are doing that to other human beings and you need to care about it. We got laws changed because I stayed in the fight with God's help and he gave me everything I needed to fight that fight. My husband was unfaithful to me during a brief time in our marriage. It was devastating to me, but I was able to stay in my marriage and have God heal it. And as a result, I've heard from hundreds of thousands of people since then who got courage from that courage to forgive their husbands or their wives, courage to, to, to keep their families together. Not everybody does, but I've heard from hundreds of thousands of people through the years who did. On a beautiful Sunday morning, I found my husband passed on to heaven. The look on my husband's face was this. And from that moment on, I had the peace that passes all understanding. He saw Jesus and Jesus took his breath away. My son then came and helped me try to revive him. He had the same peace. We've all had it since. We've had our sad moments of missing him. But you, you don't find somebody under those circumstances and find yourself rejoicing even as you're holding your, your, your dead. That's what they are your dead loved one. I was rejoicing. My tears were tears of joy. And I couldn't bear to think about, oh, I lost, woe is me, I'm a widow. No, I'm so grateful that, that, that Frank is exactly where he's supposed to be. My biggest struggle at this point in my life is loneliness. I've lost my parents, my husband is, is gone now, and my children live far away from me. I still live in the same big house where we made a gazillion million memories. And there are times when I am overwhelmed by loneliness. But I've discovered that if I just keep thinking about what I've lost, I don't pay any attention to what I still have. I don't want to live my life in hopelessness. I've been there. That's a town I've been to, hopelessness. I went to some fundraiser years ago and I felt this tapping on my back and I turned around and it was Paul Newman 
And he gets down on one knee and he takes my hand in both of his and he kisses it. And then he looks up at me with those unbelievable blue eyes. And I went, okay, now I can die. And he sort of had a little trouble getting up because he was 80 years old at that point. And he goes, Kathy, I'm 80 some years old and I still have a pulse. And I remember going to sleep that night and saying, you know what, every single day, if I wake up and I have a pulse, I have a purpose. We live in a copycat world. You're supposed to be you, you, uniquely. That's the first letter of unique, you. And that brings a smile to God's face because he didn't make a mistake with you. Life does beat you down. Loss beats you down. Hardship takes its toll. Illness destroys your body. And Jesus said, it's not gonna be easy. He said, in this world, you will have trouble, but rejoice, take heart. I have overcome the world. And because I have, I will empower you to overcome your world. My joy is non-negotiable. I tell you, that's the beginning of bliss in life. You understand where your joy comes from, and then you protect it with everything in you. I want to be purposeful every day in my life, every moment of it. I'm also getting too old to waste any of it. God is not the enemy of joy. He is the creator of joy. We got a lot of... I'm sorry. I don't know why I maybe cry. Just the fact that she felt joy and peace when she and her son found were her. there and Amen. found, you know, tried to revive Frank mm -hmm. and just the people that reached out to her about her getting her marriage back on track. Because the world judges you for oh, you yeah. took him back. Oh, I would never take somebody back that cheated on me. The world judged her. Yeah. And I admired her. Amen. Yeah. And still she, do. Because you knew, you know, it would not be easy. Woo. That's right. It yeah. takes a big woman to forgive a man for something like that. Yeah. It takes it really a big does. woman it does. to forgive a man for something like that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, because you can she she loved him. Yes, she she loved him. And undoubtedly it, it, he loved her. You know, but when he had his indiscretion, she was not willing to give up on no, that marriage. She was not. No, she was like, uh uh no, we gonna fight for this baby. <laughs> no, you and I ain't divorcing nothing. Nope. Okay. We gonna stay together. Because we got two children. This out. Okay. And we're going to, we, yeah, we're going to figure this thing out. <laughs> you know, so that when he died, she could look at him with love and say, rest on, baby. Rest on. Go on up there and dance with Jesus. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's where it's at. We got to, we got to forgive, y'all. We really do. We have got to forgive. We've got to learn to forgive. It's not for the other person. It's for us. Yes. There's such a beautiful inheritance through Christ and that if we don't forgive, it's like you have gray glasses on and you never see the true beauty of what your life could be if That's you right. stay behind those gray glasses of unforgiveness. That's right. It's one of the most beautiful things I think faith gives you is the ability to forgive. Amen. Mm -hmm. And move forward. Ooh, I loved that. So Thank again, you. that was Kathy mm, Lee Gifford. I am second. second. Uh, the Good News Gals here with me. If you would like to find out about my new show on our sister station, AM560 KLZ, The Angie Austin Show. Uh, it is uh, 5 to 7 a.m. and 11 a.m. If you'd like to partner with our show, advertise with us, support what we do, 
uh, or get in touch with any of the good news gals. We've got real estate agents, uh, beauty if you'd like to be more beautiful, look younger, if you'd like really cool extensions, if you would like a speaker in Beatrice or a, uh, a writing coach or be healthier uh, with Jennifer. I take the supplement that she represents every day. Swear by it. Uh, AngieAustinRadio.com is my uh, website. But please just email me, AngieAustinNews at gmail.com, AngieAustinNews at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. We greatly appreciate you. We'll be right back. All right, Angie Austin here along with Adam. Adam is an ambassador with ARC, and when you shop at ARC, it helps the ambassadors. They help people in our community. Every dollar you spend helps, and everything you donate helps. ARC is a tremendous benefit to people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. Now, there's a Saturday sale. Most items half off. If I'm a senior, 55 and over, on Tuesdays, most items are half off. How do we find out about that? ARCthrift.org. How about if I want to donate? Where do I donate? 303 Two three eight Jane. You call them and they'll pick up whatever you need. Furniture, small, big, medium. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, a small, big, medium. Yes, they'll ma'am. bring the truck right on over. What's yes, the ma'am. number? Three zero three two three eight Jane. Yeah, they bring a truck right to your house. Three zero three two three eight Jane. Three zero three two three eight Jane. Arcthrift.org. Does uh, Arc make you feel special? Oh yeah, absolutely. I thought so. You are special. Arcthrift.org. As are you, ma'am. As are you. Thank you. Do you love working for Arc? I love. Arc. Angie Austin, and I'm trying to get you to know the good news gals better. And so Monique Davis is joining us for this last segment. And so uh, people know you've got three kids, Monique. Uh, your husband was a professional football player. You uh, For 10 years, you tra- uh, traveled all over the country, basically, with him. Yes. And that you've had a business as well. Yes. So I have a hair extension line. And my friend and I, her name is Taylor Barber. She has a shop um, at Solar Salon in Cherry Creek, um, Suite 109. And we became friends, and we were just talking one day, and we decided to never before um, I met her had I ever worn hair extensions. Really? Never. So how long ago did you start wearing them? Because you, you always have cool colors in your hair. Never. So probably about three years. Really? It took some time for her to get me. First, I started off at getting the braids, which I love. That's my go-to braiding, my getting long braids. But she kind of got me into comfortable enough to move into some other stuff. So, And I love it. And then is there a website to where people can check things out? It's allhair.net. It's allhair.net. Mm-hmm. And I know your girls sometimes have other colors in their hair as well. Those are your yes. extensions we, too. We love them. That's the way that we express ourselves. And especially with African-American women, we we express ourselves a lot through our hair. So it's, it's just, it's like my hair under here, my real hair is all braided back in. I have to tell you, I just realized something that I actually approached one of your daughters at a soccer game once, and I didn't even know you. And I, I don't even know. I, I know your your youngest daughter, but I don't even know if I knew that that was her sister. Mm-hmm. And I just tapped her the back, and I said, "You have the coolest hair I've ever seen," because it was braided with all these different colors braided into it. 
and and we change i don't really change colors i get the same color all the time um the red but my daughters they may have blue. green yeah. or blue or purple or pink or gray however they're feeling yeah. you mentioned that you are african-american mm -hmm. i am not can uh, anyone use the extensions and braid them into their hair? Anyone can use the extensions. So Ms. anyone can braid in the color. Miss Taylor does. Uh, she does all types of hair. So I've seen Caucasian women come in and get extensions. And I watched her do extensions and color um, the hair the same color as the, the lady's hair. Oh, so hair. it matched. And so it just looks longer. And I could not tell. Because I've I worn extensions. When I, when I worked in Los Angeles, I wore extensions all the time. And I still have them with the clip clip in, and they would and they perfectly match my hair, and they're real hair, and I would wear them all the time. And then when I moved to Denver, uh, people were like, "What are you wearing in your hair?" And now they're like, "Everybody wears them, right?" But everybody when I first came them. here from LA, they're like, they were like extensions, like that's how you make your hair so long. They had like no idea what I was doing. I'm like, "Oh yeah, this is like the thing." I'm sure this is the thing. And it's uh, you know what? It's so when I first started wearing them i was like this is so cool i wake up beautiful my hair is <laughs> all over the pillow when i wake up i wake up beautiful that so, is so cool i, I love, love extensions it. all right so again uh it, the, the salon is in cherry creek and uh the website it's allhair.net and the salon who the, who should they ask for your friend? um taylor barbara and um it's in the solar salon 299 detroit street suite 109 now you come in every week and do the good news gals what do you like about doing the good news um the camaraderie i love being with a group of women who think like me and act like me i i get a lot all the time people say you act so old so much older than you really i know are. you're not very old and and i just i guess I, I just feel more comfortable around older people because I like to Older learn. people like all of us could <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> not to say that, but I love, I, Beatrice, I just get love her. learning. From, I guess because I was raised by my grandparents, I love yes. learning from older we love having you whippersnappers yeah. in here. We learn yeah. from you, no. too. Listen, yeah. all of, and I was telling Angie this, all of my closest friends are older than me except and I And I went like that, and I, I said, thank you? <laughs> <laughs> but I love it because I can learn from you. Oh, it's all hair.net, you little stinker. Oh, Thanks for listening to the good news. Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.